Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagle, and this week we're talking about whole food sweeteners. This is a term that's been circulating lately, so we'll talk about what a whole food sweetener is and why it might or might not be a better choice. But first, I wanted to share a quick question and answer from a listener. Misha wrote, I've heard that plant-based vitamins absorb better than synthetic ones. Is this actually true or not? In fact, it is not always true. Some synthetic vitamins are molecularly identical to the ones found in plants, and they'd be absorbed exactly the same way. Folic acid is a synthetic form of the vitamin folate, and it's actually much better absorbed than the folate found in plants or in plant-based vitamins. Some nutrients, such as B12, are not ever found in plants, and so for these nutrients, you'd have to rely either on a synthetic form or an animal source. Calcium is a nutrient that's found in both plant and animal foods, and in this case, the calcium in milk is actually much better absorbed than the calcium in spinach. So you see, it's impossible to say that a plant-based vitamin is always going to be better absorbed. Now, I think it's always preferable to get our nutrients from foods rather than supplements because they often come with a host of other complementary nutrients that may help your body absorb or assimilate them. But if you are relying on a supplement to fill the gap, a plant-based supplement isn't necessarily going to be more beneficial. Thanks for that question, Misha. And now let's dig into today's topic. According to a recent issue of the Exploding Topics newsletter, which was forwarded to me by a listener, whole food sweetener is a hugely trending topic right now. As the editors put it, health-conscious consumers want to sweeten their food with substances that are natural and whole food. They go on to explain that whole food sweeteners include things like maple syrup, sweet potato puree, as well as plant-based non-caloric sweeteners made from stevia and monk fruit. The concept of whole food sweetener seems to be based on the notion that we are better off eating whole and minimally processed foods, and that's something I can certainly get behind. As a general rule, whole foods tend to be more nutrient-dense and less energy-dense than more highly processed foods. For example, a baked potato contains more nutrients and fewer calories than a bag of potato chips. Prioritizing whole foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, meat, and fish is a great way to improve the nutritional quality of your diet. And I generally expand this category to also include minimally processed foods like yogurt, canned beans or tomatoes, olive oil, soy sauce, peanut butter, soy milk, tofu, bread, and pasta. Technically, these are all processed foods, and so are pasteurized milk, filtered honey, frozen strawberries, and basically any vegetable that's had the dirt washed off of it. In truth, most of the food we come into contact with lies somewhere on a processing spectrum, ranging from just plucked off the tree to, I can't even tell what food this used to be. Although I think it's unrealistic and unnecessary to completely avoid all processed foods, Choosing foods that are closer to the unprocessed end of that spectrum is a great idea. As with just about anything, though, the avoidance of processed foods can be taken to extremes. For example, some in the whole food movement believe that oils should not be included in a healthy diet because they're extracted from whole foods. According to this view, 
avocados and olives would be acceptable, but avocado oil and olive oil would not. And the whole food sweetener movement may be driven by similar logic. From a health and nutrition perspective, I don't think we need to eliminate oil from the diet, especially when we're using it to prepare whole foods. Dressing your salad or roasting your vegetables in olive oil may add some extra calories, but it also adds valuable nutrients, such as monounsaturated fats and polyphenols. Adding oil to vegetables can also help you absorb more of the nutrients in those vegetables. And if it makes those vegetables more appealing and more palatable so that you eat more of them and maybe less of other things, then it's a win all the way around. Now, in terms of health and nutrition, I think the whole food sweetener concept makes even less sense. Sweet potato puree, maple syrup, and monk fruit-based sweeteners have all been mentioned as whole food sweeteners. But are they really? Sweet potato puree would only be a whole food if you puree the skin along with the flesh, which I don't think is generally done. But even then, its use as a sweetener is pretty limited. You can't stir a spoonful of pureed sweet potato into your iced tea or drizzle it over your oatmeal or your yogurt. It isn't really sweet enough to completely take the place of sugar or other sweeteners in recipes. I would say that sweet potato puree much like applesauce, is a whole-ish food that is naturally sweet, but isn't really a sweetener. Maple syrup, on the other hand, is a much more concentrated sweetener and could reasonably take the place of sugar. But is it really a whole food? Maple syrup is extracted from maple trees, leaving all of the fiber, in this case the wood pulp, behind. Is that really that much different than the syrup that's extracted from sugarcane? Just because the sap is the only part of the maple tree or the sugarcane that we consume doesn't make it a whole food. I think it's even more illogical to include monk fruit and stevia-based sweeteners in the list of whole food-based sweeteners. Both of these are non-caloric sweeteners that are extracted from plants, and both are considered to be somewhat more healthful than artificial non-caloric sweeteners like saccharin, sucralose, or aspartame, but they could hardly be more processed. Both monk fruit and stevia-based sweeteners are highly purified and refined extracts of whole plants. Whatever their merits, they are certainly not whole foods. The only sweetener that I can think of which could truly be considered a whole food, nothing added, nothing taken away, is honey. If you can think of another one, let me know. But all of this is somewhat beside the point, because regardless of the degree of processing involved, all of these concentrated sweeteners, including the ones we consider to be more natural, come with the same caveat. They should be consumed in limited amounts. The recommended guideline is to limit your added sugar intake to no more than 5% of your total calories. That works out to about 25 to 30 grams per day. And honey, maple syrup, agave nectar, brown rice syrup, they would all count toward that allowance, just like cane sugar and corn syrup would. Now, some like to point out that the more natural sweeteners like maple syrup or honey include some nutrients that you wouldn't get from refined sugar, and this is true. Maple syrup, for example, contains small amounts of calcium, iron, and magnesium. 
but you'd have to consume an awful lot of it in order to get meaningful amounts of those nutrients. In the end, if you're sticking to those added sugar guidelines, it really doesn't matter to your body whether you're choosing white sugar, honey, corn syrup, agave nectar, or maple syrup. And by the same token, if you're not sticking to those guidelines, over-consuming natural or whole food sweeteners isn't going to spare you the consequences. Now, non-caloric sweeteners, like those made from monk fruit or stevia, those are not counted as an added sugar. They contain virtually no sugar or calories, and unlike the artificial non-caloric sweeteners like Splenda and Equal, they have not yet been found to promote unhealthy changes in gut bacteria or blood sugar metabolism. Nonetheless, I still think that they should be used with the same degree of moderation as we would use for caloric sweeteners. Even if they're not contributing calories or sugar, consuming a lot of hyper-sweetened foods and beverages is a great way to train a sweet tooth. Not only do these processed foods tend to crowd more nutritious whole foods out of our diet, they can dull our taste buds and make healthy foods a lot less enjoyable. So exploding trend or not, I think the whole food sweetener movement is a bandwagon you can take a pass on. Do you have a nutrition question? You can call the Nutrition Diva listener line at 443-961-6206, and your question could be featured on a future episode. You will find a transcript of today's show, along with links to several related articles and some research on our website. That's at quickanddirtytips.com, where you can also search the entire Nutrition Diva archives. And just a tip, if you're getting ready to call the Nutrition Diva listener line and ask me a question, you might want to head over there first and search and see if I've already answered it so that you can get instant gratification. You can also find additional resources on my website, which is nutritionovereasy.com. Our Nutrition Diva show is produced by Nathan Semmes. It's edited by Karen Hertzberg. And our team at Macmillan Audio also includes Morgan Ratner, Emily Miller, Michelle Margulis, and our director, Kathy Doyle. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Music.